sports listeners. This is your host, Erica Salter, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. It's a whole hour of Santa Barbara teen athletes and all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. Welcome. Yes. Oh, my God. We have a full house today. Let me go down the line here. We've got Dr. D, of course, is the producer, Dominique Cackett, Ava Burford, Laura Akadia, and Dr. Dale Victory's in the house with Richard Ellsworth, Christine Marie, Emily Yurchison, Ed Langlow, and Big Jester Lori Cortez, Sherry Owens, and I've got a really great friend here. I've known her for over 45 years, Dr. Serena Roach from Maine. Woo! Put your hands together. Woo! All right. This is a big show. We've got a big crowd in a gigantic monster standing room, only cyber room. But I want to get right first and foremost to Dr. Serena Roach. She's a graduate of Columbia University with her PhD in nursing, and she's on the ground, and she's going to let us know what's going on in Maine and in New York. Serena. All right. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much. Yes, Erica and I have known each other since we're 12, so I'm almost 60 <laughs> years old. It's been a long time. And I am a nurse and have been a nurse for just under 40 years. So I'm in Maine. It's uh, I'm in a rural area. Um, I am in a small, uh, what they call um, access hospital. So it's a critical access. It's, the name of, it's Waldo County General Hospital. And we service the community. We, um, and we have, uh, and, we, and we are uh, experiencing a lot of stress like everyone else is around the nation, although we don't have the magnitude of COVID-19 virus. Uh, we don't have as many infected people because we're a pretty dispersed population. Maine is, is quite large and quite spread out. But the southern part of the state, which is more condensed, has more people, they're having more of a problem than we are here. But we, we are preparing for the worst. And we do, and everyone in the hospital now wears a mask. Patients, patients coming in and out, outpatients, uh, staff, everyone has a mask. People are greeted at the door. They're questioned. They're given a mask if they're coming into the hospital. We're not allowing any visitors unless, um, unless someone is giving birth or at the end of their life. So those All right, Serena, I'm going to, um, Serena, I'm going to have, uh, I have two teen queens that was, has been with the show for four years. One is in Bologna, Italy, and we're going to start with her question. Then we're going to go to Ava Burford, and then Dominique has a question. So Laura, Laura Arcadia in Bologna, Italy. What question do you have for Serena? And I know you guys, Serena's Italian. All right. But don't speak in Italian. Laura, okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, first off, hello, everyone. And so, Serena, I have a few questions for you. I'm assuming that because of your job and everything, you have been keeping up with what's going on in other parts of the world with the virus. And do you feel that in your area specifically, people are taking enough precautions? 
I, I think it varies. I think there are um, there's a part of the population that's very laid back and is, doesn't think this is a big deal. And then there are people that are really overly anxious. So I, I, I think there are two extremes. And then I think there are people that are reasonably taking precautions, which is what we should be doing. And uh-huh. um, But there's a lot of anxiety around. I, I, a lot of anxiety. I mean, that's why we don't have toilet paper. That's why the grocery store runs out of certain things because people are so afraid. Yeah. And do you deal with that a lot at the hospital? People like coming in even with, I don't know, phantom symptoms or just like worried and they have something totally normal. Like, does that create issues too? Yes, people that are coming in just for routine treatments. Like now, um, the last couple of days, I'm working in one of the outpatient clinics, and people come in for routine medications, and they're very anxious. They they don't want to come into the hospital. They're afraid. Mm. They take a little extra tender, loving care and emotional support. I spend a little extra time with patients just talking about you know, answering their questions and um, and just spending time with them. Okay. Do you guys still do elective surgeries or non-urgent treatments? No, no. Everything has okay. uh, everything has been canceled, and roles have changed so that the people that would be doing, you know, working in the OR and ACR are now helping in other areas of the hospital. We've we set up different areas so that if we have a, a COVID positive patient that needs to be ventilated, they'll be in the ICU. The rest of the ICU patients will be down in the ambulatory care recovery center. And so, yeah, we've shuffled lots of things around, including staff. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's kind of the situation here too. So um, I wouldn't expect it to be much different. Do you feel that the whole situation is taking a really bad toll on you as well, even though you're not in a like a, a particularly affected area? Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, things change every day. We get different guidelines. Uh, we hear different communications. We have, you know, uh, another positive case in our community. We've had a nurse that was tested positive here. We, and uh, so all the whole team had to be quarantined, which is why I am oh, wow. in this department the last few days. So, there, yeah, sure, there's been lots of changes. And, you know, you get, uh, you, so you try to keep up and you do good as you're keeping up. At the end of the day, you're tired. I mean, you are tired. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I went to the store and I was, I was tired and ready to go home and I had to, I had to get a few groceries, and there were no eggs on the shelf. <laughs> so, and Erica right. got plenty of eggs, but she hasn't sent me any. <laughs> so, I don't know if they no, made it to New York Hall. Yeah, there can be a certain level of frustration, you know. Yeah, you, you know, you can't. Things are not. Things don't happen the way they usually do. You know, usually I go, leave from work, go to the store, pick something up. Get, you know, get online, cash out, done. Now you have to yeah. wait at the end. They have to call you to the, to the line. It, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole different routine and it takes longer. It's not, All right, not let's, quick. We're going like to jump from, uh, Serena, we're going to jump from Italy over to Montecito, California. Ava Burford, you've got a couple of questions. I do. So 
talking about um the um just kind of you know going to the store and they're not being certain things and kind of being out of our routines would you what would you describe is like a typical day for you with work and how you're trying to balance anything everything and is there a typical day with just all the chaos that's happening right now yeah i would say i would say it's not typical um i you know on my day off i get called by the hospital to say oh by the way tomorrow we're going to need you in this department. So your hours have changed and, you know, you come in at this time instead of this time. And, you know, and sometimes it, you know, they're so busy, they're not sure where you're going to go. And so I come in at my, you know, regularly scheduled time and I usually work in the ICU and, uh, well, you know, we're going to switch you to this unit. So, yeah, so things are, I think this is a time to be extremely flexible and to be really good about taking care of ourselves and having some, you know, rest, downtime, meditation time, whatever, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, because you're constantly regrouping and things are yeah. changing. I mean, there was one day I worked, I think I worked in four different departments in the same day, uh, from ICU to med surge to the front door, because we screen everybody to the recovery room, back to med surge, back to the ICU. I mean, I was just uh, bouncing around. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, thank you so much for all that you're doing. Oh, I know everyone in the community is so grateful for everything. Um, one last mm-hmm. final question. Out of, um, you were kind of, you were throwing some advice at all of us, but if you could really relay one piece since you're, on the ground floor and seeing everything, if um, you could just say one thing to the public of like just anything, what would you say? Yeah, I I think this I I think the whole thing about uh, social distance and Erica calls it physical distance, which is really nice because you know you don't want to give up your social connections. So you know, like my daughter will do a group FaceTime with my mom and her and I. So I can still socially connect. I can see their faces. I can see their expressions. And I can connect. It's not the same as touching. I, mm-hmm. I understand that. But, um, but there's still the connection. So I think people need that connection, even though it's in a remote kind of, you know, technical way. And then I also, hand washing, I, I can't stress that enough. And I watch people and... And I watch them in particularly in the bathroom and either they don't wash their hands at all or they wash with just water or they wash for two seconds. And really the ideal is at least 20 seconds. You have to get through a course of happy birthday and you have to first wet your hands and then you have to put soap on them and then you have to have some friction between the fingers on, on the palms and the back of the hands. And uh, we really don't do, uh, on, a, on a good day, we don't do a good job with that. So, I, I mean, I'm, neuro- I'm a nurse, so I am very neurotic about the hand-washing business. And, um, you know, but I have two kids, one who's studying to be a nurse, and now she's neurotic about washing her hands. And then I have, I have another kid who's, ah, yeah, okay, it's important, right, Mom? <laughs> so, it's very important. That's important. Serena, because he made me lunch yesterday. 
<laughs> your brother Sal. <laughs> you know, I trade I traded those eggs for rocks and salad. You know, I've started this like little trading company here. Got to bring back the old school I ways, know. right, Serena? Um, Dominic Hackett has a need. question. Yeah, Dominic Hackett has a question. Hold on. Hi, Serena. Okay. Uh, just okay. a quick question. I know. I think you live with your mom, right? Do, no. Do, oh, no, my mom is actually mom. in New what? York. My daughter is oh. in New Jersey. My son and I are here in uh, Maine, little town called Brook. Got it. So what are doctors and nurses doing? Uh, you guys must be scared that you're going to perhaps bring it home, that you might not catch it, but you might bring it home. What are you doing before you come home that's like the extra measures where you're keeping your household safe? Right. Well, I, I am, uh, you know, we just uh, are at the tail end of flu season. And so I do all this stuff during that season as well. I'm, I have hand, hand sanitizer in my car. So even though I wash my hands before I leave the hospital, I sanitize them again when I get to the car. If I, if I fill the car with gas, I sanitize my hands again. I, my, I, take, my, um, I take my shoes off outside of the house in the garage. And, um, and as soon as I walk in the house, I wash my hands, soap and water. That's my, that's my first thing. So those are my, those are my basic. And I mean, I, every time I come home from work, I take a shower and wash and, you know, not that that's making a big difference, but certainly coming in, washing my hands. That's the first thing I do. And right. so far, everybody I good. I mean, I. I was with my mom at the beginning of March when all this mess uh, started. And so, I, yeah, I was quite concerned because she's 80 years old. But she's tough. She's a Brooklyn right. lady. She's tough. She's not That's even definitely. Brooklyn. Hey, is, if Richard Ellsworth is on the line, Richard. Oh, he dropped. Okay, Richard, he, he, he's taking a break. Dr. Dale Figtree is That's on the here. line. I'm here. Santa Barbara. Oh, Oh, Richard, you're here. Okay. Sorry. Richard, okay. do you have a question for Dr. Roach in uh, Maine? Um, I'm just wondering what um, what you're telling uh, patients um, in the way of um, sort of preventative measures for what they can do for themselves as far as, um, uh, you know, diet or, or perhaps, um, you know, supplements maybe they could be taking. Um, is there anything that people are saying in the way of that? Yeah, so, um, I mean, basically what we encourage for people is to, um, you know, to have a good healthy diet that includes lots of fruits and vegetables, proteins, lots of water, making sure they're getting rest, so, um, you know, sleeping, getting exercise, getting, you know, get, we have, we're lucky where we have a lot of fresh air here and you could, you could walk, I mean, I could walk for two miles into town and not see anybody on the road. So, um, you know, so people have the opportunity to get out and get a little exercise and those kinds of things. We're, at, we're all deficient in Maine and most of the East Coast with vitamin D. So, yeah, most of our, uh, most of our patients, colleagues, we all take vitamin D. And, um, and some people are taking extra vitamin C, whether that's helping or not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not really sure, but it, it doesn't hurt. It's a water soluble vitamin. So what you're not using, you're putting out through your urine. 
So just the basics, really the basics. Great. Dr. Dale Figtree, are you on the line? Uh, yes, I am. Good. I know you have a question. Doctor to doctor. Well, I think that, um, you know, my main question is that um, if taking the precautions that um, are in place, if the doctor is seeing that that's making a difference, if the, um, you know, the amount of people that are coming in has dropped, I mean, is there some kind of significant feedback that um, what people are doing are effective? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I can, I can tell you that what happened here in this uh, one particular department where there was one nurse that was, uh, that, that was infected and um, everyone, everyone was uh, notified and screened, whoever came in contact with her. And lo and behold, just, uh, just I think, yesterday, uh, now they were, they're all quarantined. They're quarantined for 14 days. And just before the 14 days was up, one of the other, one of her colleagues uh, tested positive. So it definitely, you know, it definitely is contagious if you're in a small confined area, which some of our, you know, state workspaces are. But we have to come. I mean, we come to work unless unless we really are sick and unless we test positive. So so yeah, I think I think staying keeping keeping a physical distance. I think that that is helping. And I think um, I think having having people take precautions is certainly helping. And I, I, I think you, the Serena, virus is, you know takes this course. Serena, I got to say, my heart goes out to you. You know how much I love you. You're like my sister. Um, we've known each other plus mm. forty five years. We've been to each other's weddings. We've we've cried a lot together. We've laughed mm. a lot together. And I tell you, I think about you every single day. And you're and from my bottom of my heart, thank you so much for all the service that, because you are definitely on the front lines. And, you know, um, please send my love to your mom. If you want to stay on the line, great. But we've got to take a little break. This is Erica Salda, the okay. team. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. And this is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. We're back in Cyber City. I don't know. We got it. We got a Cyber Hub. We've got to call this something Cyber something. Uh, what I want to do now is we've got Lori Cortez on the line, College Coaching Services. Uh, a little recap: Lori's been one of the first co-hosts on this show now, almost on our tenth year anniversary. And, the, and I think I have the best story. Aside from your classes that you're all, you know, working hard to maintain good grades in, there's lots of online opportunities that you can still volunteer for. Any clubs that you're involved in at school, set up virtual meetings. Any clubs, even sports, set up virtual meetings, check-in meetings, and, and um, check each other on how you're keeping in shape and keeping fit with, you know, for your different sport, sports. Uh, if, if you're a, a peer tutor, set up online peer tutoring. The classes are still moving forward. You're still expected to maintain strong grades. So, uh, you know, take advantage of helping your peers. Many of them need assistance in different subjects, and that would be a, a wonderful way to initiate leadership. 
there's also, you know, different, uh, different clubs. If you're involved in volunteer work, set up, set up uh, brainstorming sessions with your volunteer clubs. How can you, how can you still reach people, even though you can't physically be there? How can you reach people uh, socially and virtually? Any of these things that where you show initiative and you show leadership are going to be highly valued. The, uh, the UCs, for example, the University of California system has decided this year for, for juniors who will be seniors next year, they are not going to mandate SAT or ACT scores. So if you have taken the test already and if you did well on the test, it will be an added plus to your application, but it will not be a requirement for students that are going to be applying in fall 2020 for accept or uh, to begin in, in uh, fall 2021. That's just a one-time thing, but it's good for students to know. That doesn't apply to private schools. I haven't heard that from any private schools. So my suggestion for my students is that you still prep for these tests and still take these tests. Uh, so far, the June test is still scheduled to, to, to go forward. And I know that they will be offering makeup exams as well. So you'll have a, an option even without the makeup sessions, you'll have an option in June and you'll have an option in August, September, October, November, and December. So lots of plenty of time out there. Uh, for, my, for my freshmen and students, actually freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors, there's lots of things that you can do to demonstrate learning and to really initiate yourself into a, a different world of learning. So uh, Coursera courses, many of you, uh, may not know what those are. And those are courses that are offered by high level universities. There's no cost for the courses and they just have a wide variety of topics. You, you, it's interesting to become involved and, and sign up for these classes because you could research areas that you may be interested in majoring in. Uh, you could research different, um, look at the different universities and see what their offerings are and anything that you're interested in diving deep into and learning more about, you're going to be able to do that at no cost online. These, these classes would not show up on your transcript, but they absolutely would show up on your college application resume. So that's something that you definitely want to take advantage of. Um, many of you, if you want to learn a different foreign language, there's all kinds of opportunities out there. Babbel is a babble.com is a, is a great uh, place to, to begin diving into a different foreign language. I suggest TED Talks. TED Talks in areas that you're interested in majoring in. Um, TED Talks, again, just for self-initiated learning in areas that you're interested in. And junior, or, um, sophomores going into junior year, absolute SAT or ACT prep. There's online opportunities for you. The Khan Academy is a free online resource. The, um, the uh, ACT.org offers, offers online training for ACT. And again, even though the University of California is not requiring this testing, the, the private schools and many of the other public institutions still are. So I'm advising all of my students to still prepare and take these exams. I think that that's really important. Um, I talked a little bit about community service. That applies to everybody. So... You know, another option would be if some of you can get involved with food delivery to our vulnerable population, maybe, you know, food seniors that are that are kind of locked in. Um, maybe if you some of you can connect with seniors virtually also, you know, just to, to give them some type of a social um, outlet. And of course, you know, 
most importantly, stay healthy, stay safe, distance yourself. Like you said, Erica, physical distancing is really important. But it isn't it isn't an end to any type of learning or any type of college preparation. It's just a different different venues that we'll be using for a while. I'm gonna start, Lori, my own driving service because you know I have a nice car. I'm gonna call it Eber. And then all you do is you just give a donation. You sit in the back. I'll have a mask on. You'll have a mask on. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. And the only thing is, if you would like to give a donation to your favorite nonprofit, you can do so at your leisure. Call it, call it Eber. You think that's I'm, a good idea? <laughs> I like that, Erica. As long as, as long as, can you take, can you maintain six feet from the people getting in your car? That's the key. I'm going to have those plastic shields. <laughs> Sherry. Let me, let's do this. Sherry Owen is in the house. Sherry, are you here? Sherry? Yeah, I'm oh, here. Yeah. Hey, Sherry's here. Sherry, um, we'll let, uh, Lori Cortez does not know you, but we have in the house a veteran in Sherry Owens, and she's blind, and she always has some really good stories to share, but I know she also has a good question because she is a, actually a motivational speaker for the Lady Gauchos in Santa Barbara. Sherry, what? what's going on? Um, gosh, the the um, Gauchos are training. Um, you know the the basketball team. They're still working out. They're given they're given workouts from the coaches, so they're still training. A lot of them are coming back next week, um, uh, and they're taking their classes online, like like everybody is at UCSB. Um, but I actually have a funny. To share really quick, two seconds. Do you guys want to hear a funny? Sure. It's All right. This is this is show. this is in compliments from my brother-in-law because you know we got Passover coming up next week, right? You know, there's Easter, right? But this is this is for the Passover. So I'm going to listen to my voiceover and uh, uh, repeat it. All right. So Passover 2020. I do not want you in my house. I do not want you or your spouse. I do not wish to eat with you at Seder 1 or Seder 2. Don't get me wrong, I think you're nice, but the CDC gave this advice. You must avoid one plague more and shoo Elijah from your door. At next year's Seder, we will tell how we were all saved by Purell. <laughs> Good one. I like it. Good one. Okay, all right. Uh, we'll get back to Lori Cortez after these messages. This is Erica Salter, the Queen of Team. Thank you for joining. We are back, and this is a Santa Barbara Chin Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. So- Lori Cortez, I have a question because you're in the city of Irvine right now. Um, yeah. And then uh, also I want you to give all your contact information because if I was a parent, I'd be blowing in a brown bag right now. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if this with this situation with all the college stress and pressures. So why don't we give your co- uh, information, contact information, and then let us know what's going on in Irvine, California. Lori, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you now, Erica. Yeah, and I'm happy to take any questions. My my contact information, my um, my email address is collegecoaching one, just the number one at gmail dot com, and my website is collegecoachingservices 
com, and that has a lot of information on there too and you can you can either email me directly or email me from my website but i'm happy happy to answer questions before i do that i want to say a special hi to one of my former students who who i know is in italy right now hi laura hi Lori. how are you doing <laughs> thinking of you over there and hoping you'll be back yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping fall semester won't be online as well. That's what I'm hoping. Well, that makes that makes a lot of us. I'm sure we're we're yeah. all hoping <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have your hands full now with people panicking about school, and rightly so, obviously. Well, it's interesting. A lot of my juniors are actually taking advantage of this time, so they're starting their essays now. Which normally oh. I have my I have my students as soon as school's out and and you remember that as a as a transfer student too because you started you know your essays in in june and they you yeah. know the applications aren't due yeah. in november but yeah yeah it's good they're taking advantage of the extra time because yeah. i think that once it's over things will get really busy really quick so yeah when i saw my friends go through the application process i felt so blessed to have had you i was like oof <laughs> <laughs> You, you were my star student. You, you and, and, and for sure, you and John and Joe, you guys were all like excellent students. You could give a class on how to do this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But for real, for anyone listening, I recommend Lori. Oh, thank you, Lori. I have a question. Lori, I have a question. If for sure. somebody like Laura, if she got into grad school in this country, and yes. God forbid, if this still continues, said technically she could still start classes in Bologna, Italy online. Is that correct? It depends on the school, Erica, but I can tell you that the universities are working really, really hard to get everything online now. And most of them do have things online for spring semester. And it's kind of up in the air how it's going to continue for, for the fall. But I know that the universities will make every effort to absolutely include international students and make sure that, you know, that there are venues for them to continue their education without interruption, for sure. So, uh, are you impacted at all, Lori? Do you know of anybody uh, in in your area, kids, students? You know, you you're you're affiliated with the school uh, because of Ron. I mean, he's a vice chancellor, correct? Right, Ron. Yeah, vice chancellor of UCI. Yes. Well, UCI is all on now. So. And and all of the UCs are actually they've they've and and actually most of the universities in the country are you know they they've all they all worked re really hard in a, in like a two week period to get all of their classes online, so it's not impacting the students' progress, which is great. Nice. All right. Well, Lori, thank you so much, and you know you're always invited. Please stay on if you'd like. But I want to give the uh, mic over. We've got two beauties in the house: Christine Marie and Emily Yurchison, and um, I had them work something together on, uh, oops, guess what? We got the smushy sign. So we, we are gonna do that, uh, after these messages. This is Erica Salter, the Queen of Tequila. We'll be back with more after these messages. This is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. All right. Now, now in this segment, what I want to do is introduce two beauties, Christine Marie and Emily Yurchison, and they've been working on something 
Uh, maybe they haven't been looking, working on something. I don't know. But we're so sci- we're so simultaneous, cybertaneous. That's a new <laughs> word. Let's use that. We're very cybertaneous. And, and um, after they uh, finish their little piece, then I want to have Richard Ellsworth and Dr. Dale Figtree add on to it. All right, let's go, ladies. Okay, hi. This is Christine Marie. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about maintaining our own uh, mental, spiritual health during this time because it can be very stressful. And I find for myself that um, during these times, I can sometimes not tell the difference between what's going on in the world and my own feelings. And so I set up myself in an energetic way um, each day. And I do that by looking at um, uh, my grounding my aura, my chakras, I sort of set myself up. And um, being, I believe, a spiritual being, having a human experience, I like to connect in with both the earth and the spirit. And so every morning when I wake up, I put my feet on the ground and I imagine there's just like this tripod of energy going down, down to the, um, through my legs and from my tailbone, down to the earth, connecting me in with the earth. And that there's beautiful earth energy coming up my legs and connecting at my first chakra, which is right at the tailbone, and then going up to my second chakra, which is right two inches below my belly button, then my third chakra, which is in the solar plexus, and then the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra, so it's right in the middle of the chest. The fifth chakra is in the, it's on the throat region. The sixth chakra is between your eyebrows. Your seventh chakra is like a crown on your head. And so... Um, I feel the energy, earth energy coming up and moving around. And then I also feel myself like a, I like to think of us all, each one of us as a ray in the star of the heart of God. And I see each one of those rays, like I have my own ray and it comes down and it shines on me and it connects in with that earth energy and it joins that circle, right? And it goes down the back and then joins up my feet and comes right back up again with the earth energy and all the stress and worry that sort of drops down my tailbone and goes back down into the earth. And I'm pretty sure that she makes flowers with it on the other side of the planet. I mean, that's like, that's fuel for her, right? Um, she's our mama. Okay. So, um, so what I wanted to just say was uh, one other thing that I do that I think is really important is um, you see a worry about, you know, putting like protection up, but what I put now is a love bubble, a love filter. And it's this filter where I feel like if, there's so, there's so much fear and so much people having such a hard time, and even I am. And so when I have a thought or a word that goes out that feels negative, what this love bubble does for me is it only lets out loving thoughts and it bounces back any negativity as love back to myself. And also when other people are really upset and stressed out and they're throwing their fear and their negativity, it's only love that comes through that bubble to me. And any of the negativity goes bounces back to them as love. So this is a sort of an intention for me. I mean, to really stay grounded in love and kindness. And, and if I, I do that literally before I leave the house, because there is a lot. And when, when I do get triggered and I do get upset, I take a minute and breathe and connect back in with that because it's so important for me, for my own well-being and health to stay in a state of peace and love during this very stressful time. I'm feeling the love, <laughs> and I'm, I'm two feet from you, but we washed our hands and we've got masks on. Okay, Emily, you're just in. I know you're going to add to that, love. 
This is Emily Erickson, and I am. I love the idea, Christine, of the love bubble. I think that's a very cool concept. And so, um, also that that idea of protection. When I I also studied the the chakras, and my perspective was using sound. And so, one of the things I was up at 4 a.m. this morning, and definitely in a different energetic space. And so, one of the things that I do, each of those chakras has a sound that they go with um and so there's a there's a vedic system from india and there's there's also a different system so it can be really helpful when you're imagining the the grounding that you're doing that each of those sounds has uh also a color and so for example i'm going to play my tibetan bowl here and the first sound now i know we're all muted so it might not we might but christine you could probably do this with me uh, but the first sound that root chakra sound is the lam sound so maybe what we can do is and i don't know maybe maybe we could turn on our mics just to do that lam sound can we do that can we just turn it on briefly to do that uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the bowl. We can take a nice deep breath for four beats and just on a la, L-A-M sound and then visualize everything that Christine was saying and see, see how that makes you feel. Okay. So nice deep breath. One, two, three, la. And the how did that feel? <laughs> and the, the interesting thing about that is that when you're making those sounds, you're actually forming an ohm sound in that lam sound. And that ohm sound, the sound actually shifts that vibration. And what we're talking about here is people are stuck in vibrations. They're stuck on certain radio stations of fear and anxiety. And when you shift your vibration through your thoughts, but also through the sounds that you make, we have incredibly healing power in our voice to do that. So that's something that I do. I was doing that at 4 a.m. this morning. And um, it can really shift your vibration because we're all part of a vibratory network within this universe and on this earth. And the more that we realize that we are energy, the more that we can shift that through our thoughts and, and our emotions will shift with that as well. So. Hi, no, can I just add, this is Serena, and I'll just say, just simply breathing actually mm -hmm. does, changes the body's chemistry and can help yes. you relax. So yes. if, you're, if you can concentrate for a few minutes, even just on breathing, yes. that can help. Deep. Yes. And visualizing, right, those lungs nice and clear and open, right? And visualizing that whole system open, taking mm -hmm. in that air very deeply and honoring that precious air and the breath that we have. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so beautiful. All right, let's just take a little break. You got really, I got a bunch of five big fingers in my face right now on video. <laughs> let's take a little break. It's Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Thank you all. After, we'll see each other after these messages. We are back, and this is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. All right, this is our last section. This is Erica Salter. If you just joined us, you're late. <laughs> that's, that's an old. That's that's an old joke. Uh, let's do this. I want to, I've got to get to our resident co-host, Dr. Dale Figtree and 
that it combined, uh, do the combo package with Richard Ellsworth. How are you guys doing today? Oh, pretty good. Hanging out at home. Great. So get, give us some additional pointers, Dr. Dale, because you've got a lot of insight, maybe hit the nutritional sections of what's going on here to help support a person's immune system during this time. Right. Okay. Well, first thing that I feel is really important <clears throat> is that if you go out and you're around other people, or if somebody brings you, um, you know, groceries home or whatever, I mean, if there's a chance that you could have come into contact with something, it's really good before you go to bed at night to wash out your sinuses because apparently the virus hibernates for about 24 hours in the sinus and throat area before it goes into the body. And there's okay. something called there's something called neti pot. Um, they have them actually at CVS pharmacy in like um, plastic bottles. You can get a ceramic one. Basically, what you do is you heat purified water. You actually boil purified water and then let it um, one cup and you let it um, just come down to body temperature, cool to body temperature, and add half a teaspoon of salt and mix it up and then lean over the sink and just pour into one nostril some of the solution and sniff it up and it goes up into the sinuses and out the throat and then do it to the other side and you go back and forth until it's finished. If you use this spray, you just spray it up and breathe it in. And then again, you spit it out the mouth. And every night, I read that in the newspaper, I think it was in the New York Times, um, with the SARS virus. So um, this is well known, and I've seen it several times here. The second thing is um, vitamin C in large doses might be a very powerful protector. I've seen some videos from, Indi from um, China where they've used vitamin C, and it's um, a whole family of people where one person had gotten the virus. They started taking 10 grams and nobody else got the virus and now in new york the new york post just um wrote an article that they're testing vitamin c on people uh, with sars and also protecting people with vitamin c2 so i think it's a really good idea if somebody could do about four grams a day four to ten grams a day of vitamin c if you get diarrhea you're doing too much you pull back a little bit much, but four grams usually won't give people diarrhea and i would do it like um one gram four times a day and that's i think those two things are pretty powerful Wow, not good, good info. Richard, what else you want to add to that? Um, well, I just want to, as I stressed um, last week, um, just the importance of, of eating root vegetables for those resistant starches. Um, those things will help your body produce butyrate, which is going to feed the cells with with energy, the, the warrior cells that are, that are going to fight off any sort of infection. Um, you know, these include, you know, carrots, especially onions, garlics, and leeks, the ones in the allium family, they have very strong antioxidant properties. Um, and then also one kind of cool little fun fact is that onion comes from a Latin word that actually means oneness and unity. So it, it sort of has, a, a, you know, a spiritual aspect to it as well. Um, and then in regard to our um, mental health and the, um, you know, what we're putting out into the universe, this is our reality and everyone is us pushed out and we should be saying intentions. You know, I intend for everyone to be happy and healthy and, and really focusing on that. I intend for there not to be a line at the grocery store. I intend for the grocery stores to be full. You know, I, I intend for, for a, a, an antivirus to be found as, as quickly as possible. Um, I intend for family and friends to be protected. Um, th these are the things that we should be focusing on. And what we focus on will permeate be created in our reality. And what we focus on will cease to exist. I think that's a very good thing to uh, to talk about there. Erica, what else have we got before we wrap up in the last uh, couple of minutes here? 
I don't know if somebody wanted to bring up a few things. I think Christine wants to close out the show with a few with a with a mantra. But I would just like to end the show um, with yeah, we have this um, situation. We're all in it together, but it's uh, what the, what is just as contagious to me and how I map my world is compassion, love, kindness. So spread that, spread the love. I love that love bubble. And uh, in like, it's not social distancing. I took that from Laura Arcadia. It's physical distancing from last week's show. And it's really caught on, Laura. I think we're going viral with it. Um, and just let's just stay together, Christine. Oh, well, um, not necessarily a mantra, but more sort of an exercise, which is called earth acupuncture. And what it does is when we were talking about, you know, breathing, um, that connection to the earth, if you see that yourself, um, there's the heart of the earth. When you breathe in through your grounding into your own heart, and then you breathe out, up into the heart of the universe, and then you breathe from the heart of the universe into your own heart, and then you breathe back down into the earth, and then you bring from the earth and the universe at the same time, both into your own heart, breathe in, and then breathe out that out to everybody else, all that love from the universe, from the earth, and from your own heart. Breathe that all out, all around you. And that's actually called Earth Acupuncture. I did not create it. I can't remember the name of the person who did, but I'll get it. And so that's, um, you know, it, it's a blessing and it helps us all um, and helps us calm down. Woo! I love it. Santa Barbara, stay well. God bless. See you next week. Breathe. Oh, wow.